Hey, welcome everybody to Sunday Live, four o'clock here on the west coast of the United States, or as many say, the left coast of the United States. And uh, welcome wherever you are watching throughout the world. We have some exciting things. So tonight, I have a guest on uh, from Canada, uh, Marzina Palowski, and also her son Nathaniel is going to be on here. Uh, Marzina's husband is Arthur Palowski, and many of you are going to remember who he is. He, uh, I'm going to show you a short video clip here in just a few minutes. Uh, with him, you'll remember him from, it was back in the early days of the lockdowns, and he's the one that was telling uh, the police when they came to shut down his church, he said, get out, get out, you Nazis, you remember? So we're going to be talking with uh, both his wife and son in just a few minutes. I have a lot of questions for him. And I was just last week, uh, during this past week, that I said, hey, I, don't, I haven't had any guests on from Canada. I have guests on from Australia for fairly often in other parts, Israel, obviously. But and so I'm uh, thankful to be able to have Marzina and also uh, Nathaniel with us for our time together this evening. Uh, we have a few technical challenges that are going on. So they're working on it on their end, and they're going to be able to bring them in here as soon as they're ready and they get those things figured out. Uh, they'll be with us. But just a couple of uh, quick uh, updates for you. The app, the Hope for Our Times app is available. Somebody asked me during the week, uh, when's it going to be available on Droid? Well, it actually already was. I didn't know that. So it's available on Apple. It's available on Google. It is available on Roku. Uh, it's going to be available via Amazon also. Um, and you can register for the conference, uh, the Hope for Our Times conference coming up in Huntington Beach. The live, uh, the live stream registration is available. Listen, it's only $14.99. And the reason is we, we you know, it's like we just want people to register. So we don't want uh, to, we, we, you know, we just, like, we just, we just want to register and uh, get moving forward and, and have people be able to watch. By the way, so you know, it is also not going to be on YouTube, and it's not going to be censored. So we are hosting it ourselves on our own website and our own app. So uh, that's uh, rather joyful. So the speakers are going to be able to talk about anything they want. Uh, Brandon Holthouse is going to be a part of this. Going to be looking forward to that. Uh, Billy Crone is going to be speaking. Uh, Don Perkins is going to be speaking. Danny Woods is going to be speaking. This is going to be an absolutely... A, a terrific conference in Huntington Beach. So uh, download the app or go, go to the app or you can go on hopeforourtimes.com also and you can uh, register for the conference there. And then um, also I want to mention this, Tim Thompson from Our Watch. I really like, man, it'd be great if you guys would go and subscribe to Our Watch with Tim Thompson if you haven't done so already. He's a, he is somebody who leads the, he's one of the driving forces in pressing people forward and, and, and being strong in this world where everything's gone woke, everything's just gone nuts and all over the place. And Tim has been pressing forward. He's been a real leader. He was arrested here in California two years ago uh, by the governor because he's preaching the gospel is really what it was. And uh, so he got arrested up in Sacramento, California. But Tim has been a real, uh, like a tip of the spear, him and uh, some other guys out there, Mike McClure up at San Jose. And uh, Tim's uh, YouTube channel is Our Watch. Tomorrow evening, he has a guest on on his YouTube. And I would encourage you to check that out. If, just go on over there. We're all good? Okay, we're going to be bringing in 
uh, Archer's wife, Marzina, and also her son, uh, Nathaniel, there. I believe you can see her now. Marzina, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, great. Well, this is fantastic having you here. So, uh, Marzina, what a blessing this is. I know you've had a very long day. You've been speaking all morning, and you have a lot going on. So thank you very much for joining us. My hope is to bring to attention what's going on with your family, what's going on in Canada, what's going on as, as I look at Canada, uh, it looks to me like Canada is almost like a test ground for things that uh, are wanting to, uh, for the Western world to see how far people can be pushed, uh, Christian persecution. Um, most people throughout the Christian world and non-Christian world have seen the video of your husband uh, when the police came to shut down the church, was like two years ago? Mm -hmm. And so, Marzina, I'm going to show that video, and, um, and, uh, and then I'm going to have you comment, and we're going to take it from there. I'm also going to bring Nathaniel in. So are you ready? Yes, I am. By the way, so everybody knows, this is the first time Marzina and I have actually met. It was Tim Thompson who... Uh, has connected us, so I really consider it a privilege. Again, I want to say go over and check out Tim's Hour Watch uh, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock. He's going to premiere a video. You do not want to miss what he has to share tomorrow uh, at 7 p.m. That's uh, Cal uh, Pacific Standard Time, by the way. Uh, by the way, So right now, we're I'm going to show you this short video. It's about a minute long of Archer. It's going to jog all of your memories. You're going to remember when you saw this. Then we're going to come back with our conversation with Marzina and Nathaniel. Matthew, can you roll in the video with uh, uh, Arthur and uh, him calling the police uh, Nazis? Out! You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out! And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year, and they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? Thank you, for uh, Marzina, for allowing me to be able to share that. And, and I know you talk about this. But I'm going to ask both you and, and your son, Nathaniel, who's also in studio with you. Um, when this first happened, the, the whole thing happened, what, what, were, what was going through your mind? And then since, ever since then, your husband, from my perspective, has been persecuted. And, you know, just, just watching. So walk us through a little bit of some of your thoughts and how you've been challenged. Huh. So that arrest happened last April. So a lot of happened from, uh, from that time 
And what was going on from my point of view, from my perspective as a wife, as a mother, uh, I want you to understand, yes, my husband was arrested. Yes, it went viral, but this fight goes back 15 years. So it wasn't our first first rodeo uh, that police officers showed up in a church or at at, at street church or uh, or some protests uh, or, or vigils that we do, so we were not we were not terribly surprised, but but looks like this one was different. Uh, the whole world finally noticed that Christians are being prosecuted, and that was that was major difference. Uh, before we were, uh, before COVID, let's put this way, we were prostrated uh, crazy. What 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 was my husband talking about? What prosecution? Where prosecution? We live in wonderful wonderful free Canada, uh, and yet and yet church is being prosecuted. So uh, since that arrest, other pastors uh, have been have been arrested. So that changed, and and our family. I don't want to say it is it's used to it, but in a way we were called and trained for such a time as this. I guess I guess that's my answer. Okay. Uh, let me ask Nathaniel a question. Um, Nathaniel, do you feel that? Uh, and I, again, I want to thank you guys. I know you guys have been on a very busy schedule, and I'm going to try and keep you guys awake. Uh, but th- th- really, just what you guys have been through, but then tr- trying to do this also um, and, and listen to me at the same time. Uh, w- do you feel that your family is uh, being held up as a, an example for what happens to, uh, what's going to happen to you in Canada? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think my dad is the tip of the spear, the front runner uh, for resisting tyranny and what happens to those that oppose it. Um, the government absolutely tried to make an example out of him. You know, I was asked the other day in an interview, uh, why do you think the government goes after your dad so hard? And to that I answered, well, there's, there's three reasons. One, he's, he sets an example to the whole world for how you resist tyranny. Two, he escaped communism, so he knows exactly what it smells like, what it tastes like, what it looks like, and he can be a credible voice to warning people uh, uh, as to what's, ha- what's happening, that he's, he's seen this movie before and it's playing before his eyes all over again. But the third reason is the real reason. And that is because he obeys God over government. And as you know, in any totalitarian, authoritarian dictatorship, tyranny, the state becomes God. So when someone comes around and starts to disobey the government because they obey a higher power than the state, then that's a big no when it comes to uh, dictatorships, totalitarian regimes. So they have to make an example out of you. They have to punish you um, and as you played that get out video, he embarrassed the Canadian government on a global scale. That video went viral, um, a crazy amount of views. So he, he embarrassed them and 
they need to get back at him. They need to punish him. They need to show the world that this cannot stand. So since that video, six arrests, six arrests all for uh, opening his church, not shutting down, inciting people to come to church, uh, for participating in a peaceful gathering, for giving a sermon to the truckers. So six, six arrests, and that is all because they need to set an example. So absolutely, my, my family, my dad, is um, it, are the front runners for this this resistance, this movement, and like you said, Canada is like a, a tr- like a like a training ground, like a like an experiment almost. Australia, Canada, it's like it's like the globalists were saying, how far can we push them and get away with it? And um, well, they they they've shown how they can get away with a lot, but if they keep pushing, I can see more and more people waking up, more and more people pushing back. You saw the Canadian trucker convoy and how powerful that movement was. So they keep pushing, we keep pushing, and uh, eventually something's going to break. That's great. So you, you have to push back against this. In fact, tomorrow I have a guest on that's from Australia, and we'll be talking a little bit about that. But And you mentioned Australia. So I look at this, and I'm glad you brought up you know what your dad came from, this communist... Uh, regime uh, where he used to live and, and watching everything transform. And Nathaniel, I have people tell me all the time, you know, you, you're Tim's in Tim's studio right now. So uh, you, like I said, Tim, he, he pushes forward and we've partnered together uh, with the 412 churches and um, just as like-minded brothers. But I get this all the time. So many people, and I know Tim deals with it all the time where people say, Oh, well, if you're a Christian, you just need to go to Romans chapter 13 and obey the government. But you're spot on, and obviously your dad is, and he's leading this. He's, he's actually leading for the entire Western world, is what he is. And I, I know you know that, uh, inspiring people like myself or Tim. And that's just nonsense. People take Romans chapter 13 completely out of context. And listen, when you look at it, what would have happened if Daniel didn't go to his room when Daniel was told, hey, uh, you're not allowed to worship. And Daniel goes up to his room, he opens up the windows, and he worshiped towards uh, Jerusalem, and he was thrown into the lion's den for it. It's not that you're protesting, it's that you're standing up for what is right. You're going, you said it, you're going to put God before government. The apostles said that in the book of Acts. Are we going to obey God or are we going to obey men? And what's happened is these governments in the Western world want to play God, and they want to be exalted. And I just thank you so much. As a, as a son, what's it like um, knowing your dad's going through this? Well, I grew up seeing this. I mean, this it didn't start with COVID, like my mom was saying. This started when I was in 2005, 2006. My dad was first arrested when I was six years old for publicly reading the Bible in a park to six people because the police officers said that the Bible was offensive. And that's what the municipal politicians uh, said. The Bible is offensive, so therefore he cannot, he cannot read it in a public place. He was arrested for that back in 2006. And that's when he started warning Canadians. Um, he sees the signs of tyranny of communism back, coming back in a bit of a different way. But it's the same spirit behind it. It's, it's, um, it's a tyranny. It's an oppressive government that he sees and people mocked him, made fun of him. Uh, what are you talking about? Canada is so free. Canada is so amazing. 
uh, but he saw it back then. He saw the signs, um, but because he's so he's such a front runner, he's so far ahead of everyone. Um, the people behind sometimes need to catch up. Um, but I, I've seen this uh, 16 arrests since I was six years old. Um, so so it's not like I've I've almost become numb to it. More and more, I've become used to it because it's just this. It's a, it's a horribly sad reality and it's a sad thing that I have to say that I've become almost numb to it. And it's not that I don't feel anything when my dad gets arrested. Of course, it's, it's horrible, horrifying for everyone in the family, but everyone deals with it a little bit differently. Uh, the way I dealt with the most recent one was I needed to act. I needed to keep myself busy. So I, I was putting on protests every single day in front of the prison. I was doing media. I was doing shows, uh, spreading awareness, making phone calls emails like I, I just needed to act um instead of you know moping and being all sad that my dad's in jail i needed to to try my best to get him out um but yeah i, I grew up with this uh, i mean i've witnessed horrible things done to uh, my dad my family we've had you know all, all sorts of horrible things done to us our, our cars vandalized uh wheels unscrewed flash tires spray paint uh, an arsonist tried to set our house on fire um you know, people doing violence, the media defaming us, saying horrible lies about my dad, my family. Um, so I grew up with this for years and I realized, you know, I'm either going to fight or I'm either going to let this destroy me. So the way I, I, I uh, deal with it is keep fighting. Amen. And, you know, may all of us who are watching and be a part of this right now, including myself, uh, remember to pray for you, your whole family. The media attacks to me are often uh, some of the worst. Um, let me go back to your mom, Marzina, for, for a minute. And Marzina, what, I look at this from a few different angles. One is as a mom, you know, I, I know as a dad, I look at my kids, I, you, I think of protection and different things. Um, I, I remember at the beginning of coronavirus talking with Tim, who you're with today. Um, we went back and forth about being arrested. Tim got arrested up in Sacramento uh, for preaching up there, but things chilled out in California, but they didn't there where you are. And so I look, you're, you're a mom. I, you got your kids and you're a wife and, and I put the whole thing together. I, I mean, that alone has to be exceptionally difficult, especially with the media attacks. Yes, uh, as a as a as a wife, as a mother, it you, you have those instincts like like a mama bear uh, that you wanna hide your children and and protect them, but yet uh, yet we are in 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 this in this public position in this public place, and we take a stand. And if you think about it, you cannot quit. There's, there's no way we want to quit and we are going to quit. But we went so far uh, that there is, there is, there is no way we're, we're going to, to quit. And from, as Nathaniel said, from, from my point of view, it was the same. We had to strategize. Uh, now Art is in jail. What are we going to do about it? So we decided, we decided, okay, I still have to, 
uh, take some responsibilities in the church. I still have to run street church, with this, which is three times uh, a week. We feed the homeless. We uh, we preach the gospel on the street. So this is only this is full time job. So uh, ne- never mind the church. I'm not saying we have to babysit people in the church. No, because they they were great. They responded. The response. They response was absolutely great. Uh, to be for their pastor almost 50 days in front of jail, day after day, day after day. Uh, it it shows volume. It shows volume. Uh, I'm 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 so so proud of uh, of them. I'm so proud of Calgary. Of course, that wasn't only church people. Uh, some people were driving three, five, ten hours just to show the support and to and to come in front of uh, of the church. So I was I was in the in the difficult position because I had to be there for for my husband. I had to just uh, with sober mind do my duties and 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 do do whatever needed to be done and and make sure that uh, that the my 17 years old and 13 years old. And they, they would, if you would ask them, how, how, how are you? How are, how was that? They would say, oh, we are fine. We are, we are okay. But as a mother, I have to make sure they are okay. Uh, so, and again, is that position that you want, you want to grow them, uh, to raise them to, to, to be courageous, to, uh, to be bold, but at the same time, I have to have this understanding there that just children and it it was it was difficult position it was difficult position uh, it was it was still the rest of the family parents Arthur's parents it was extremely difficult time for a family uh, Arthur's mom was at that time at the hospital having open heart surgery uh, and he couldn't and he couldn't be there for his mom uh, he, my brother-in-law, Arthur's brother, was was every day at the hospital and doing his best, uh, running all the all the family affairs. Uh, because at the end of the day, it, 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 it comes to be there for each other in a family. So that was that was difficult. Uh, and then me and my husband and the whole deal with 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 jail. Uh, Twenty. For, uh, when the day had 24 hours for about 23, he was locked out, uh, locked down, uh, completely separately from other inmates. And then, and then only for one hour, he had he had to choose quickly: shower, phone call, and and so that left us 20, 30, sometimes 40 minutes. And every single day, uh, day I had to. I had to really be available and give him hundred percent because I, I became only window of hope. Of course, God was, of course, this is given. God was holding us together. God was holding him, me together and separately. Yes, we know that. Uh, but God is using people. God is using family. God is using uh, media. And, and at that particular moment when you are locked like a like a dog in a cage 
and you have that 20 minutes that you call your wife or 40 minutes, I had to give him. And I, and again, I didn't know. It could be morning, it could be evening, it could be afternoon. So I was walking everywhere with that phone to make sure I won't miss it, which was ch- challenging. Uh, and I had to give him 100% of, of giving him hope. Uh, he would ask, "Are are people there for me? Are uh, are the ch- how the church is responding? Uh, responding? How Canada is responding? How U.S. is responding? And and all those all those news. So what is God uh, God uh, telling you? What what is God telling to the prophet? So all of that, uh, I had to give him uh, give him that that encouragement." Uh, that also I uh, desperately needed. But at that time, at that particular time, of course, God has, uh, uh, God has, uh, have had uh, in, in the palm of, uh, of his hand. But at that time, I had the power to crush my husband or lift him up. Uh, and it was, it was very, weird experience, very different experience. Uh, and probably all of us, at least once in our life, we have that experience that we have that control of another life, either through sickness, when your wife is in the hospital, your, your, your child is in a hospital, or through, we have that power over our children that we, we can destroy them or we can we can raise them to be to be to be high and gracious and and righteous people, and and that was that was the that was putting fear of God upon me, and I knew it, and I knew it that uh, I was aware of the fact that I can crush my husband or I can lift uh, lift him up. And and this is this is partially why we came to 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 US. That of course we don't like to lose. And my husband said they put me on curfew just because they are afraid of that voice. Americans are powerful, powerful force. So uh, what you do through programs, through the way the way Americans run the voice of Christianity, it's powerful force and look how how damaging for them that was that the minute he came back and he put his 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 one shoe on a canadian soil immediately he was arrested so uh, that that tells you something how how powerful you are so i wanted to thank you when he was in jail we never ever felt alone. We knew God is with us, an army of people, and and a majority of phone calls came from United States to 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 city officials, to uh, to to government, to Trudeau government, uh, because those reports would come to us, and they would say, and they would say they are really upset. We are calling, especially from US. They would, they would, uh, they would be comments. Why you even care? Why you are calling us? Why you keep harassing us? And they would say yes, because we are care. You arrested one of us. Uh, so we came for for, for 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 a few reasons. One of them is to thank Americans for that support. We felt 
your prayers. We felt your support. We knew it. Uh, we knew it. We are not alone. And also, as a as a, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, I wanted to. I realized I have a story to share. I have a I have a story to share, and the story is, as a woman, we have this ability to to either allow our husband, brother, sons to stand up, stand up uh, to this tyranny, stand up for the righteousness, or we can, we can make sure they won't stand up and we can whack their heads. And, and we do this in a, in a weird way. I don't want to say we use, uh, we use manipulation because this is subconsciously. So what we do, we, we use uh, reason. Uh, so if, 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 if our son comes to us and say, mom, mom, I want to stand up. Uh, this is what is happening in my university. I want to take a banner. I want to go out there and I want to be a voice uh, as a mother. Uh, I, and I speak for all of, all of the mothers or some of the mothers right now. We say, no, you know, you have to be wise. What about all the money we spent for your education? What about the the price that your father is is paying and and having uh, two jobs and all that? So we we use reason when 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 the husbands come home and say, "This is what I wanna do." I I, I hear others doing this is what I do. So I know I talk to women. They they say, "Don't you dare! Don't you dare! Don't you dare!" So. And if you ask me, as a as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, why why I think we are where we are as a nation, uh, and then you come come down to the channel, uh, I think big responsibility is on, on women. We have to go back and allow our husband to to stick out. To take a stand, uh, it starts from small stand, but but we have that power to do it. To to say, honey, I I support you, whatever the consequences. I support you. Go and do it. What is right? Of course, as a Christians, we are not uh, on suicide or mission. We know with with God, we always win, but there are consequences to be paid. Amen. They, that was that was excellent. Um, with, with this, uh, I'm going to go back to Nathaniel in a second, but people can connect with you at CourageousFaithTour.com. Is that correct? Yes. If you want to help us out on our tour here in America, maybe facilitate some uh, locations, some venues, uh, some churches to go to or media or anything like that, or just help us on our, uh, our, on our tour, you can go to CourageousFaithTour.com. Excellent. And people watching this, uh, listen, I want to ask you all, uh, share this video. Uh, what you guys are, are, what both of you are sharing is just, uh, is just uh, extremely powerful. Um, so please make sure you share this video. Who's ever watching, like and share it. Get the word out there. And uh, for all of you who are watching in Canada, I'm, glad, I'm pretty sure you're thankful that, uh, that both Nathaniel and his mom are on here today. Uh, Nathaniel, when you look at the body of Christ what's transpired, do you see a uh, unity or disunity? Um, 
how, how have you seen things develop? Because certainly you're in a lot of pressure there in Canada. Well, over the last two years, I think, I think a lot of negative things have come out of this uh, pandemic, COVID hysteria stuff. Um, but some positives have come out of it. One of them is that we know exactly who is who now. You know exactly who's who. Anything that was hidden before has now come to light. So now, now you know who's real, who's fake, who's, who's, who's a sheep, who's a goat. And because of that, um, you know who, who to connect with, who is real. And because of that, a, a community has formed of a remnant of real, true Christians who are the real deal. And uh, at least in, in my city, 99.9% of churches closed down when the mandates came in effect. I think across Canada, like 99% shut down. There's a handful. There's a handful, and I can name most of them, of the churches that stayed open and uh, actually cared about their, their people. Um, so most people, most so-called Christians in Canada, they bent the knee, they closed down, they did the will of the government. But because of that, we know who's real, who's fake. And now the real remnant has room to grow, has room to actually try to build something, a movement. And I can see more and more people waking up, more and more people uh, joining this remnant. Um, so what started off as a negative has now become a positive. Yeah. That's excellent. I, I'm observing similar dynamics, not to the extreme in Canada that you just described, because I know that you know, the, the pressure that uh, there is in Canada from, from your family and then from other people that send me news. And, uh, but in, in America, what I've witnessed is a similar dynamic in the, the churches that closed, uh, pastors, these, these massive churches, and they're still not open. Here we are two and a half years later, still not open. Uh, they've gone the way of wokeism, but at the same time, what has happened, I've become good friends with other guys. I didn't really know where they were before, but it's exposed brothers that I want to link my arms with. They're fighters, uh, people I've been able to meet. And in one sense, I would say the church is smaller, but really there's a real church and there's a fake church. That's the way I look at it. And I don't know if the real church is any smaller at all, because I don't think it is. But what, what my observation, especially hearing you talk, would be like Gideon's army from going back to the book of Judges. Gideon had all these soldiers, and God says, no, you got too many. No, you still got too many. Eliminate some more. Well, now you're going to eliminate some more. God kept eliminating them because they weren't really in the fight. They weren't really wanting to be part of it. So God narrowed it down to these men that God was going to do a great work with. And that seems to be what I'm witnessing God is like the church that is the genuine church seems to be much more um, faithful, um, powerful. They want to march forward with people like your dad and, and so forth. And so I really appreciate that because I've seen a unity for those who are genuine, almost like a separation of the, the uh, wheat and the chaff. Ultimately, that'll still happen in the future, but we can see it taking place right now. And, and I, I love how you put that. You can see people exposed for what they were and what they are and what they aren't. And we're, we're certainly 
uh, watching this take place. Listen, are you guys, I know you've had a very long day, and uh, I promised you we wouldn't go too long. I promised your mom that. Um, and are you open to taking a couple of questions, both of you and your mom, Marzina? Sure. Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, so, I'll, so everybody watching online, if you have questions for both Marzina and Nathaniel, go ahead and uh, uh, send them send them over uh, to me right now. You know how to do this. If you watch, put the word question in all caps so I can see it. And we'll get to those as you send them in. So start sending them. Also, Marzina, um, I have another question for you. Uh, your husband, so where is he now? So he's right now at home um, in Calgary. Uh, because of his curfew, 7 to 7, because it looks like they think he's dangerous after 7 o'clock, uh, he had to stay behind um, Oh, he's still he's still uh, doing the church and and doing whatever we are doing always all those years in Calgary. Uh, he's not allowed at street church, believe it or not. He's not allowed yet to be at street church. So here, huh. uh, where the food prices go up to the roof right now in in, in Canada at least, uh, our lineups are almost one block, one block uh, long. And, and we, we are saying, oh, we feed the homeless, we feed the homeless. But the truth of the matter is we are there for everybody. Uh, regular people with kids come with, the, with, with, their, with their bags and they, and they fill that stuff with food. And all of those years, all of those years, we are out there uh, this is how you recognize that somebody's called. Uh, when you are a firefighter, you don't run from the fire. You, were, you, you run towards the fire. This is how you recognize the calling. When you are a doctor, you don't run from pandemia. You run towards pandemia to, 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 to bring some cure. So the same with calling. Show me a man. I will spend a few days with him, and I will recognize if he's called. Because when he runs into impossible. This is how we recognize the calling. And now you're telling me all those years we are, we are with the barbecues, pots and pans and, and, and a whole bunch of food on the street because we have nothing better to do. No, this is, a, this is calling. It's something that we cannot stop doing. And, and for those who don't know, we are in front of the city hall. And yes, we are there proclaiming the good news, but at the same time, we are at the gate of the city. Symbolically, there is a, this huge iron gate over there. And this is where God placed us to be a voice to, 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 to speak to the powers and, and, and principalities of this land. And never ever, uh, we receive any, uh, even one dollar from the government. Never ever we we receive thank you. And now, and now they are saying you are not for time being. You are not allowed to be there uh, unless we say so. It's it's so low. I don't think you can go any lower. This is at this moment Canadian government government is at the lowest you can. You can go, yeah. in my opinion. 
I think there's a lot of people from Canada that are definitely sharing your opinion from reading the emails I get and other people right now. Um, you know, you mentioned your, so your husband is deemed labeled as a dangerous man because he preaches the gospel. This is the day that we live in. This is amazing. I have a question on here. This is from Heidi Hagen. She says, if the churches are, so many churches are closed, are there underground churches that you're hearing of that are op starting to operate uh, in Canada? Has it come to that place yet that you know of? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, I heard during during the lock, lockdowns that uh, many Christians were were hi were hiding, were were meeting uh, in sort of speak basements. Uh, I think this is happening. I think this is happening, and now where they know that. Of course, they're going to cook up something in November or October because every summer they they loosen the leash because even with the dog, you have to loosen the leash a little bit because otherwise he will go crazy and bite you. So now this is what they are doing. Okay, it's summer. Let's give them illusion of freedom. And now and now it's going to be some some another monkey, monkey pox or, or who knows what they're going to cook yeah. up. I think I think many Christians are already preparing for that. Yet I I want to say here is do do it if you feel called to do it. But in my opinion, if we go underground, we lost it. So it's still this window of opportunity to stand up and to fight for our rights. Amen. And 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 instead of six pastors uh, being arrested. Uh, how about all the churches say, enough is enough, we stand, and, and we, we are not going to shut down. Yeah, and it takes enough churches with the pastors. You, you said a firefighter runs into the fire. Well, you can really tell where pastors are, whether or not they're running into this fight exactly. right now. And, um, exactly. and again, this is a shout out to Tim, Pastor Tim, who's there with you right now in studio. I encourage you guys, if you don't, if you haven't followed Tim, go to his YouTube channel, Our Watch. Uh, check it out. And tomorrow night he has a special video for you guys. But Tim's a great friend and a brother that I link arms with. And uh, so, yeah, he, you, you run into the fire. Um, this question comes from, here's the, uh, the person, uh, Bible prophecy and eschatology. Their question is, I'm going to rephrase it. Wasn't your husband given a script on what to say at one point? Well, was he uh, given a script speech. while he was in jail yes. or? Yes, maybe my son can. Okay. Can, he remembers exactly. Yeah, so uh, my dad was found guilty of a civil contempt of court. Okay. So he's never been found guilty of any criminal charges. He has no criminal record. That's what they would want to do. But they found him guilty of a civil contempt of court for keeping his church open. Uh, obviously, we're appealing the decision and we're not going to stand for this because uh, the, the sanctions were absolutely ridiculous. The judge went on a 40-minute tangent, a rant, uh, complaining about how it's basically despicable wow. that my dad would uh, travel the United States, that he was on Fox News, and that he would talk about the Canadian government and the court system in the manner that he does. Um, and one of the sanctions, so he was found guilty, he was given uh, a probation officer that he has to report to, he was given community service, um, condition that he has to keep the peace, be of good behavior as if 
uh, this pastor is being of bad behavior and not keeping the peace. And he was given a, um, a, a basically a script that he has to read anytime he talks about health mandates, vaccines, masks, all the efficacy of them, anything that has to do with the health mandates, he has to re- read a script, a government approved script that basically says my opinions, I'm going to re- paraphrase it because it's, a, it's a, long, um, a long script. It says uh, basically my opinions do not align with the mainstream um, consensus of doctors and government on the pandemic and health measures and all this, but this is my opinion, but it is not basically scientific. Um, so because of that, and because of the judge's contempt for my dad, his hatred of him, he made this ridiculous unconstitutional decision, um, violating his free speech and multiple, um, charter rights. We have the charter of rights and and freedoms in Canada equivalent to your constitution. And because of that, um, the court of appeal, basically the same, same week, maybe basically the same week the court of appeal says this sanction is completely unconstitutional. We don't know what this judge was thinking. So that script was, um, it, it stayed. It was basically thrown out and he still has to deal with the probation officer and the community service hours. Um, and that's also interesting because he serves the poor on the streets three times a week, feeding thousands of homeless people. And yet this judge gives him community service and said he cannot perform this community service at his own ministry because it's not considered a, a government approved um, soup kitchen. That's what he called it. Wow. Um, so this judge wow. just, just completely a political activist, not a judge. He, he was given orders basically by, by government officials. He also, uh, he made fun of my dad by saying, um, you don't know how the court system works. We're independent from the government, except you're not following the law. You're following what the politicians say. So, our, our legal system, our government completely backwards. Um, but no, he doesn't have to read that, um, that excerpt anymore because it was, uh, thrown out by the court of appeal and the rest of the decision will hopefully be thrown out by the court of appeal when, uh, when he stands trial for that in a couple months. Wow. We live in certainly an interesting world in, you know, I know I've kept you guys a little bit longer and, 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 and I know you guys are super busy, but Lisa D who monitors our YouTube, there's a lot of other questions that came in um, that I would love to ask you about. One of them is the street preacher that was arrested in Seattle just, I think, last week or something like that. You know, we're watching these dynamics take place. So, uh, again, so many other things I'd like to get to. Um, but the, the um, well, Lisa D asks, how can we pray for uh, your dad, your whole family? Well. Everybody watch. There's a lot of people watching right now. How can we pray for you? You know, uh, I just wanted to say, we when when my husband was arrested, uh, so his last uh, last arrest when he was 50 days uh, in prison, uh, he he went to the to the Canadian border with you with U.S. Uh, Montana border uh, to to preach to. To the trackers, uh, they needed this. They invited him. The, they had communion together, and that speech, uh, that speech, in their opinion, in government's opinion, Canadian government's opinion, was so damaging, damaging, that 
uh, they make sure when we planned another trip that he won't make it. And they arrested him in that morning. And he spent 50, 50 days uh, in, in jail. And I want you to know that we felt those prayers uh, in that most difficult hour in our life. We felt that prayers. We knew uh, that we are not alone. We knew it. Uh, many phone calls, many emails, many text, uh, texts, many people sometimes travel to to come to our church to come uh, in front of the in front of the jail, but but we felt that we are not alone. And this is what they are afraid of. of. They are afraid of this unity in a time of crisis that they are creating. That's why all those, all those mandates, one of them is not to social, uh, not, not to gather together because they are afraid of that power. But uh, they, they overestimate Christians. This is, this is in our DNA. This is who we are. We connect. Maybe we, we are not necessarily connecting with each other when the good times come. We, we, we like to shoot each other. But, but I, I, I wanted to use this mic right now to say that right now it's not the time to fight. Right now it's time to unify uh, because we're going to lose. We're going to lose. So, yes, we felt those prayers. And, and thank you. Thank you. For continuing. Amen. I want I want to for encourage everybody. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody watching to continue to pray for the whole family, whole Pulaski family. You know, you mentioned something. You, you mentioned a lot of things that are just really uh, uh, very impactful. And here you said now is not a time to be shooting each other uh, or tearing down each other in the infighting. And I agree. I mean, I look. You know, we look at the days that we live in. Now is the time to be banding together. Put aside these stupid differences. And there, there's some yes. things that I just watch, you know, I mean, the arguments that people have over things within the church that are really not part of the big picture, and it's just so silly and, uh, and, and really somewhat childish. But I'm reminded of these words as I think of you guys and of these words from Revelation chapter 12, which will eventually come about, you have the Antichrist on the scene and Satan himself, and the Bible says this, then I heard, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now save salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives unto death. And that's what I see, and I am so thankful for you guys as a family. Um, the, the tough things watching your husband go through this, and with Nathaniel watching his dad go through it, also with Arthur watching you guys being separated, being arrested, but you said he runs into the fire, and that's what we are called to do. And may everybody who's watching this be inspired by this and recognize, you know what, it's time to run into the fire, put aside the differences. <laughs> There's so many silly differences. Get rid of them. Jesus is coming, but there is a battle that we are here in right now. And uh, together, uh, listen, the government in Canada is afraid. I can guarantee you the Biden administration here in America and the California administration does not like 
uh, people banding together. Why is it that they want to ban you from going to church? Because the devil knows it's powerful when you're together, when you pray. So I'm going to pray for you guys, and um, and I'm going to ask everybody out there also pray for uh, pray for your family uh, for strength too. Can I pray for you guys now? Absolutely. Oh, great, uh, Lord, we thank you for this time together with Marzina and with Nathaniel, and we lift up uh, Arthur to you, Lord. We ask that you would help us to continue to remember them in our prayers, Lord. Don't use this use this video for great and mighty things. Uh, don't allow the enemy to get it buried or something like that, but use it for great and mighty things that all those who are watching now and who will be watching in the future, that we will be reminded to pray for this whole family, that you would do a great work, Lord, that you would rise up a mighty army of Gideons in Canada, uh, in Australia, in the western parts of the world where there is such a weak display of Christianity, strengthen this this family as you are using them like the tip of the spear. Uh, help us to be inspired uh, to go into the fire, to be willing to stay in the fight, to realize this is what we are called for. I thank you for using them. Give them the physical and emotional rest that they need, and as they do eventually get back home, Lord, I pray for great encouragement for Arthur right now. Um, and uh, Lord, that for your ministering to him, being separated, from his family, and uh, just in, in knowing he's not here with them, Lord, I pray for your peace that surpasses understanding. And Lord, I can't wait to meet them in person on that day uh, when we see you in heaven. Lord, may you be glorified in them, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, bless their ministry, I, I pray, Lord, amen. Thank you so much for, for uh, joining me. Uh, do you have any you or Nathaniel have any final closing words? You're good? Did it? Okay. Matthew, are we still on? Yeah. We done? Okay. We can hear you. All right. God bless you guys. God bless, God bless. you. God bless. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.